Shalom and welcome to the Jewish mind, where the growth of modernity meets the timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism. There are many different avenues available to everyone today for studying Torah, and more specifically for studying the mystical teachings of Hasidus. However, what sets the Jewish mind apart from the rest is that here we are solution-driven in bringing the timeless wisdom of the mystical teachings of Judaism to our contemporary challenges brought about through modernity. Thus, before we begin our present mystical exploration of Judaism, I would like to set our intentions upon the specific challenge of modernity that we are looking to transform. The endurance and beauty of a healthy relationship depends upon its fundamental paradox, which is that the powerfulness of a relationship breathes from the fragility of those within the relationship. Vulnerability is the first and foremost ingredient of a relationship, which depends upon the individuals in the relationship feeling safe enough to face acknowledge and share their fragility with each other. Furthermore, the power of a relationship also depends upon the individuals in the relationship to be mindful of how fragile a relationship between two humans is and how the living organism of a relationship must be flexible enough to evolve with the fragility of the individuals within the present moment of the relationship. Modernity, with its gift of our understanding the complex beauty of emotional intelligence, brought with it the challenge of us demanding far greater depths of intimacy in our relationship. Huddle's answer to Tevye's question of Do you love me in Fiddler on the Roof doesn't suffice anymore. Neither I nor you want to just hear anymore that our partner cooks our meals, washes our laundry, cleans our homes and takes care of our kids. We want to tangibly feel our human basic need for intimacy fulfilled. Here, once again, is the paradox of a relationship in which our experiencing the power of intimacy depends upon our willingness to experience and share the fragility of our human emotional need for intimacy. Relationship is quite wisely metaphorically seen as a flame. In mysticism, one of the primary mystical properties of a flame is that it consistently flickers in its constant dance of leaping off its wick and its returning to its wick. In this lecture, we will explore the mystical secret to this paradoxical dance of the flame, and with it, we will uncover how to transform the challenge of the powerful fragility of a relationship. This week's Torah portion begins with God's commanding Aharon the high priest to kindle the candles. 
Simply speaking, the Torah is speaking of kindling the seven candles of the menorah in the holy temple. On a mystical level, the candles are referring to the relationship between God and us. Our sages teach us, said the Holy One, blessed be He to Adam, my candle, the Torah, is in your hands, and your candle, the soul, is in my hands. Take care of my candle, and I will take care of your candle. Thus, the commandment of kindling the candles speak of kindling and maintaining a healthy relationship with God. More specifically, let us look into our soul being a candle. One verse speaks of the soul being the candle as, I quote the verse, the candle of God is the soul of man. While the other verse speaks of the soul being a candle as, again a quote the verse, for you are my candle, God. From the mystical insight, the difference between these two verses is that in the first verse, the soul is the candle of God, which means that the soul is bringing light to God. While in the second verse, God is the candle of our soul, bringing light to our soul. Once again, the paradox of a relationship presents itself to us, even in our relationship with God. The opening verse of this week's half Torah portion is, and I quote, Sing and rejoice, daughter of Zion, end quote. Upon which our sages give a metaphor of a king who had, his who had a daughter, and his deep love for her kept on growing until he called her my daughter. And yet his love for her continued to grow until he called her my mother. The sages are referring to the mystical secret and beauty of God calling us daughter of Zion, revealing to us that there are different dimensions to the soul of which one is my daughter to God and the other is my mother to God. This is the secret to the paradoxical two verses that we previously quoted. The dimension of the soul that God refers to as my mother is the dimension of the soul as it is giving light to God and is therefore called in the verse the candle of God with the soul being the mother, the influencer, while the dimension of the soul that God is referring to as my daughter is the dimension of the soul as it is receiving light from God and is therefore called in the verse as, and you are my candle, God, with the soul being the daughter, the receiver. The paradox of a relationship is revealing itself to us in which each must be an influencer, mother, and a receiver, daughter. For the powerfulness in a relationship lies only in both of the individuals, each being willing to appropriately be the influencer and the receiver. By appropriately, I mean the appropriate time in a relationship for that individual to be the influencer and the appropriate time in the relationship for that same individual to be the receiver. How to know when is the appropriate time to be which? 
the influencer or the receiver is part of this lecture's exploration. Let us begin with delving deeper into our relationship with God. God being the influencer and our being the receiver in the relationship is to be expected and is easy to understand. However, how are we to be the influencer and God to be the receiver in the relationship? I would like to pause for a moment and explain that when we study the mystical teachings of Kabbalah and Hasidus, we are quite specific in what we mean when we speak of God in any given verse and teaching. At times when we speak of God, we refer to the essence. At times we refer to the infinite light. At times we are referring to the ten emanations. And at times we are referring to specific different categories within the ten emanations. We are obviously here talking of different layers of God when we speak of God as the influencer and when we speak of God as the receiver in God's relationship with us. In the ultimate essence of God, God is actually neither an influencer nor a receiver at all. On the essence dimension, God simply is. Whatever is truly means when we speak of the essence of God, for we have no point of reference to understand God beyond God's being our Creator. You see, the essence exists totally unaffected before creation existed, while creation is in existence, and after creation will no longer exist. Thus the essence is neither an influencer nor a receiver, and of the essence we have no perception at all. The point of this being that we are speaking here of us being the influencer and God being the receiver because there we are speaking of that specific dimension of God in which our relationship with God is of such. The same applies when we speak of God being the influencer and us the receiver, because we are speaking specifically of the dimension of God in which our relationship is as such. We are speaking in each different situation of a different dimension of God. God the essence, God the influencer, and God the receiver. Let us see how this works. But first, here too we must reflect on how we are each created in the image of God and therefore all of this applies to us in our relationships with other humans as well. There is the essence of us, there is the influencer of us, there is the receiver of us. Let us see. There is a place within us that is the essence of our being, a place which knows no fractures or loneliness. It is a place within us that experiences its wholesomeness only from within itself, being that it is truly a piece of God. This is where we exist totally unaffected before our relationship existed, while our relationship exists, and after our relationship will no longer exist. Then there is a dimension within us that is an influencer in our relationship. And there is yet another dimension within us that is a receiver in our relationship. 
For our relationship to be wholesome, we must embrace all parts of the human within ourselves, as well as within the other person in the relationship. For our relationship to be wholesome, we must embrace the essence of ourselves and of the other, which is how we simply exist within ourselves. Then we need to embrace ourselves as the influencer who needs to be able to give an influence in a relationship. And lastly, we need to embrace ourselves as the receiver who needs to be able to receive within a relationship. Likewise, we need to embrace all of the above as it exists within the other person in the relationship. Now let us return to understanding how it can be that in our relationship with God, we are to be the influencer and God is to be the receiver. To understand this, we will need to first mystically explore the closing verse of the entire book of Psalms, which is chapter 150, verse 6. The verse reads, Let every soul praise God. The name for God in this verse is made up of only two letters, the Yud and the He. Our sages say concerning these two letters of the name of God that, and I quote the Talmud, This world was created with the letter He, and the future world with the letter Yud. What does this mean? Kabbalah and Hasidus explain this statement of the Talmud. In order for God to create a finite world from His infinite light, God first contracted the infinitum of the infinite light and then brought forth a finite ray of light. This is the first letter of God's name, the letter Yud, which is but a single dot. From this contracted first ray of light, God created the future world of revelation. Then God created this world from the next step of the evolution of the light, which is the second letter of God's name, the letter He. The letter He is made up of three broad lines, reflecting the expansion of the dot of the Yud into three-dimensional broadness of the He. Now, the question begs to be asked, how can it be that the future world of revelation is created by the total contraction of a one-dot Yud while this world of total darkness and concealment is created from the broad and, and expanded three dimensions of hay? The answer is that was this world to have had to experience another total youth contraction, then we would have stood no chance of salvation and would have been completely swallowed by the darkness and evil of this world. You see, this world was working off the already contracted light of the Yud. To have yet another total Yud contraction upon that already contracted light would have left us with such a deep disconnect from the light that we would not be able to overcome the darkness that tempts us away from our relationship with God and His light. Thus, for this world of darkness, God allowed for the expansiveness of His light to help us maintain a relationship with Him in this dark environment of temptation.
Now, before I go on to explain the concept of God being the receiver and our being the influencer, I want to stop here for a moment and reflect on the imperative lesson that God is teaching us on how to maintain a relationship. Very often in our relationships, when our partner is going through a moment of darkness, we respond with a contraction rather than with light and love. In an environment of functionality, healthiness, and normalcy, this alone would be the appropriate response based on the simple law of cause and effect, which is the primary law that rules over a relationship. So if our partner is going through some crazy moment of darkness towards us, we would contract. However, for most of us, we were neither brought up on the lap of functionality, healthiness, or normalcy. As a matter of fact, our responding to our partner's darkness with a contraction of our own doesn't most often come from a place of cause and effect as much as it is coming from a place of our insecurity, pain, and fear. So God is teaching us something so deep and yet so practical with creating this dark world with a broad, expansive hey, rather than from the contracted yud. Most often, what the person we love needs from us at the precise time of his darkness is not a contraction and disconnectedness. The contraction may make it impossible for him to reconnect with us. If we can respond with the expansiveness of light, then we can later safely and constructively communicate to him our feelings of pain, fear, and insecurity, which quite often will open the shade upon our partner's darkness and help him receive the warmth he needs to overcome his own confusion and disconnection with self, allowing him to make his way back into the relationship. Now I want to make a very important note to what I just said. I am saying this with the expectation for each to reach out for professional help to figure when this is an appropriate response and when it is an abusive situation which demands a total different response. And now let us return back to our mystical teaching. When we are speaking of God as the light within creation, also known as the seven emotion emanations with which the world was created, we are speaking of the contracted light. Thus, God is the receiver in the relationship, asking of us to influence the contracted light by bringing into it a higher light. How can we do this? Let us return to the mystical interpretation of the verse, Let every soul praise God mystically explaining word by word. Let us begin. The Hebrew word for soul in the verse is nishama. The soul has many different names, each referring to another dimension of the soul. Nishama refers to the faculty of understanding within the soul, which is the mother of the emotions of the soul. Thus, by the person digging deeper within his soul, 
he can connect to the mother of the emotion faculties. This in turn connects him with the mother emanation of the contracted emotion emanations. Thus the person can then influence the contracted emotion emanations by bringing into them the light of the mother emanation which is the higher light of the emanation of understanding. This all sounded so Kabbalistic. Let's get practical. Practically speaking, the intellect emanations of wisdom and understanding are the non-contracted light of God that God placed into the Torah. Thus, by studying Torah and opening our paradigm of reality to the Torah's light, we are the influencers in our relationship with God and we bring the higher light of Torah into the dimension of God as He is the contracted finite light of sustenance to creation. This is why the Hebrew word in the verse for praise, when it says, let every soul praise God, the word is tahalel, which also can be derived from the Hebrew word behilo, which means revelation of light. Thus, what the verse is telling us is that we should connect with our mother faculty of nishama, every nishama understanding, so that we can tahalel, which means bring revelation to the contracted light of yud Hey. This is when the soul is the candle, the influencer of light of God is the soul of man. So here we're referring to the soul of man as being the candle, the influencer of light of God. And this is when the soul is called my mother, with the soul giving to God, bringing into the contracted light of creation the higher light of the Torah. However, in order for us to be able to be the influencers, we must first be the receiver which means that we must allow ourselves to become empowered by God so that we can then go on and become the influencers to God when His light is contracted within the world. The soul must first be my daughter and experience the for you are my candle God in which we are the receivers. Practically speaking, this is where the person must simply become humble and teachable Otherwise, the person is stuck in what Hasidus refers to as a full cup cannot receive. The person must be willing to set aside and empty out all that it knows, he knows to be the truth and open up to a total different truth that comes forth from the higher intelligence of God. Now, let us see the rest of the story that lies hidden within the rest of the verse for you are my candle God and also lies hidden in the deeper meaning of the word let every soul praise God. The second half of the verse for you are my candle God is and I quote and God does light my darkness end quote. One would think that the influencers in the relationship between the Jewish people and God would be the righteous, the holy righteous. However, the verse is telling us that the primary influencers in our relationship with God 
are not the righteous, but the Bali Teshuva, the returnees. It is those of us who have been to the darkness, who have hopefully opened up to God's empowering us to do Teshuva and to transform our darkness, who are the ultimate influencers of the higher light into the contracted yud hay light within the world. Wow. So the verse is telling us that the real influencers aren't the righteous as much as it is the baliti shuva of whom it says, and God does light my darkness. In closing, in closing, let us learn from the timeless wisdom of Judaism and how to deal with our, the modern challenges of our relationships. Today, more than ever before, our generation is looking for the depths of intimacy in a relationship. We want to fill that hole of loneliness that God created for us to fill with our relationship with God and with others. So, Let's look at the six different steps we just learned. We have three steps, the essence, the influencer, and the receiver. Each of these three steps divide into two. A1. First and foremost, we need to embrace that the essence of our being is the total experience of wholesomeness. And it will experience its wholesomeness only in our relationship between God and ourselves. This is the essence of our being that does not evolve through our relationships with others. This is the essence in which each and every person simply is. A2 Equally foremost, we need to embrace that the essence of the other being does not belong to us. Regardless of how deeply we love the other person, our essence is born to be wholesome on its own and is experienced only in our relationship with God. Be one. A person must find within himself the power to be a receiver without perceiving it as being the lower or the dependent in a relationship. Being able to receive with total humbleness and openness may be the most powerful experience in a relationship. B2. We must let go of being the in-control influencer if we are ever to be in a true relationship and if we are ever to be able to be a healthy influencer in a relationship. We need another person's permission and empowerment to be able to influence them. Let me read that again. We need another person's permission and empowerment to be able to influence them. Thus, we must first be a receiver in the relationship, receiving the permission and the power from the other to influence them. C1. Sometimes accepting to be an influencer in a relationship is harder than accepting to be a receiver in a relationship. To accept being an influencer in a relationship is to accept responsibility for what is going on in a relationship and for in what direction the relationship is going. However, we are not 
However, were we not to accept this responsibility of being an influencer in a relationship, we would never be able to experience the wholesomeness in, in a relationship. Additionally, it is important to remember that true love is born in the giving and not in the receiving. C2. Lastly, there is a humble true influencer in a relationship and there is a control freak in a relationship. What is the difference between the two? Ask yourself how you buy a gift for the person you love. Do you buy them what you want for them or what they want for themselves? I want to take this one step further. A blessed relationship is where our partner takes us within ourselves to places we didn't even know existed within us. Powers, talents, and faculties we never knew that we had suddenly come to life. Now let's talk about the influencer. However, our partner who is bringing all of this newness within us to life must first see what newness we want to bring to life and at what speed we want to bring it to life. Thus, as being an influencer in a relationship first demands of us to follow the guidance of our partner in telling us of which newness they are presently ready for us to influence with them. These are the six categories, the three categories of essence, influencer, and receiver as they each divide into two within a relationship. Friends, modernity offers growth and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solution. The Jewish mind is where modernity meets Judaism.